This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. We now turn to the Purgatorio, the second and middle canticle of the Divine Comedy. You might feel a little hesitant about this part of Dante's journey. Many readers have some idea of what heaven and hell might be like, but the idea of purgatory is often a mystery, and purgatory in the Divine Comedy is no exception. First, hell was exhausting, and some readers are not quite sure what they've gotten themselves into. Second, purgatory is a mountain rising out of the ocean. What do we make of that? Last and perhaps most important, for many Protestant and non-Catholic readers, some will say, but hang on, I don't believe in purgatory. I always say, that's okay, I think you're going to like it. Everyone there does. The Purgatorio is the only part of the Divine Comedy that takes place on Earth, apart from the opening canto uh, in Inferno 1. Dante's and Virgil's journey here in Purgatory is similar to our own lives in lots of ways. There are many things that we can relate to. The poets experience the passage of time. They journey and work during the day and rest at night. There are sunrises and sunsets and cool breezes that blow across the mountainside. At night, there are stars. They experience the beauty, the wonder, and the danger of the natural created world. There is a profound sense of community that is to be found among all of those who are traveling. All of the pilgrims are working together toward a common goal. The poets get lost at times. Remember, Virgil's never been here before, and the other travelers have to help them out. Most importantly, each canto is infused with a sense of hopeful expectation for what is to come, because all who arrive on the shores of Mount Purgatory will make it to heaven. This is not the minor leagues where only the most successful go on to the main event. Everyone in purgatory will be in heaven, and everyone there is happy and grateful to be there. One way of looking at this is to see that purgatory is a picture of Christian discipleship, the cleansing from sin and its effects through communal worship, learning, work, prayer, and penance, which all work toward the cultivation of the true freedom which is found in Christian faith and practice. It is, in short, my favorite part of the Divine Comedy. Let's take a look at Canto 1. After having journeyed through all of the rings of hell and climbed down the shaggy body of Satan, Dante and Virgil emerge on the far side of the world to see the stars. That was the last line of Inferno. Now, the poets emerge from the cave on the coast of Mount Purgatory. Dante, the writer, begins with an introduction in which he appeals to the muses. Remember, one of the characteristics of epic poetry is that the author will appeal to the muses for inspiration. In this case, 
Dante wants the muses to give life to his dead poetry so that he may do justice to, quote, this second kingdom in which the human soul is cleansed from sin. Immediately he sees the sky and the sun about to rise in the east, and he knows that a new day, literally and figuratively, has arisen. There had been neither sun nor sky in hell. Purgatorio 1 is about new beginnings. It is, quite literally, a new dawn. In about line 13, uh, near the beginning, he will say, Sweet sapphire of the morning in the east, gathering in the starlit face of heaven, pure from the zenith to the nearest ring, renewed my joy in looking on the skies, as soon as I had come from the dead air, which had saddened my heart and dimmed my eyes. I often think of those verses early in the morning when I'm looking out in the east, and I see that thin blue line just before the sunrise that emerges. Then again, at the end of the canto, he will reiterate this point of a new day, and he will say that the dawn had driven the last twilight hour in flight before it, so that the far away I saw the ocean trembling at the shore. We walked along that solitary plain as one who turns to find the road he's lost until he finds it seems to walk in vain. Beautiful lines. Here they see an old man on the beach. He will turn out to be Cato the Younger, the great senator and statesman from Republican Rome. And Cato is guarding the shores of Mount Purgatory. Now, Cato's presence here is a little bewildering. Frankly, he shouldn't be in Purgatory. Well, where should he be? As a virtuous pagan, he should probably be in limbo. But in life, he committed suicide. So perhaps he should be in the seventh circle of hell with those who committed violence against themselves in Inferno 13. Cato was also an opponent of Julius Caesar. Now, he wasn't one of the conspirators that killed Caesar, but he was vigorously opposed to him. So, it's conceivable that Dante could have put him in the very pit of hell with Brutus and Cassius, but he's not in any of these places. Instead, he's been saved by God's immeasurable grace. Cato's presence on the shore of Mount Purgatory testifies to the inscrutable grace of God. And it's a reminder to Dante that there's a lot more going on here than he can understand or predict. Cato questions how they could escape from hell, and Virgil explains how they got there and what they've been through. I think it's important to note uh, that Virgil says about line 71 that Dante is in search of liberty, true freedom. Throughout late antiquity and into the Middle Ages, Cato was understood to be a great exemplar of liberty, as Virgil here notes. This is especially important for Dante. Remember, Dante places the events of the poem, the narrative date, as we say, in the year 1300, when he was still a successful Florentine statesman and poet. In the year 1300, he had not yet been exiled. In 1300, he was still on top of the world, and he appeared to be free, to have liberty, but he did not. His pride, his lust, and his greed imprisoned him. 
To find true liberty, he will need to be cleansed from the sin which holds him tight. Cato understands this and allows them to proceed. On Cato's instruction, Virgil washes away the stains from Dante's face, and he gives to him the reed of humility. Dante marvels at the inexhaustible nature of humility. He says in Italian, Oh, maravilla! Oh, the wonder of it all! Because he is just beginning to learn that without humility, he cannot climb the mountain and he cannot reach God. Purgatorio, just like all Christian sanctification and discipleship, begins in wonder and humility. We have a wonderful road ahead of us. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com. 100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Torrey Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.